Good morning. Uh, thank you for joining us for AAM's quarterly investment review and outlook. Uh, this is the first of a new program exclusively for consultants and advisors, and the goal is to provide greater transparency to you regarding uh, AAM's performance. My name is Peter Harmon. I'm the marketing manager here at AAM, and I want to touch on a couple of housekeeping items before we get started. Uh, unlike most webinars, there won't be a lot of slides today. There's basically one slide that we'll be showing. Uh, you'll be hearing from Reed Nuttall, our chief investment officer, Elizabeth Henderson, our director of corporate credit, and from Scott Edwards, our director of structured products. The presentation should be about 30 minutes. Uh, we do encourage questions, so please type your question on the dashboard um, and we will respond. Uh, we are recording this and we'll make it available as soon as possible after the, the uh, webinar is completed. And we will be sure to email it to you once it's ready. And just so you know, we, we just sent out prior to this webinar um, a report about our quarterly uh, performance for the third quarter of uh, 2019. It should be in your email box, so please look for that. Uh, so with that, I'd like to turn things over to uh, Reed Nuttall. Thanks, Peter. Uh, we're going to uh, press forward here rather quickly, and, and uh, if you have any questions, please uh, shoot them in. We'd be happy to talk about it. Uh, when we think about the, the economy today, the global economy has been slowing for the last three quarters as China struggles with tariffs and attempts by the, the state to reduce corporate leverage. Uh, Europe is struggling with limited growth prospects and the lingering Brexit issue that seems to never die. Uh, prior to uh, the third quarter in 2019, the U.S. was the lone bright spot in the, with steady growth and falling unemployment. But it appears that the economy has turned uh, with falling PMI and slowing Q3 GDP and job growth. Uh, weakening data like business confidence, along with the likelihood of heightened uncertainty due to the upcoming U.S. election, increases the probability of a hard landing versus a soft landing priced into the markets today. The low inflation environment we're, we're in gives the Fed added flexibility to cut rates quickly if the economy slides further. Uh, with that backdrop, we look at the fixed income markets. The fixed income uh, markets exhibited a significant amount of volatility during the third quarter as the market priced in slower growth and an increased likelihood of further Fed interest rate cuts, causing 10-year treasuries to fall from 2% uh, to 1.67 with lots of ups and downs along the way, including a 2- to 10-year yield curve inversion in late August. Uh, Q3 2019 excess returns for the Bloomberg Barclays aggregate were positive five basis points, which reflects a widening in long corporate bonds and lackluster performance of agency mortgage-backed securities. The better performing sectors were intermediate corporates, CMBS and ABS, which are significant overweights in, versus the benchmark for the AAM core portfolio. Long corporates were the worst performing sector in the ag. Um, we, as we talk about uh, how we've set established the core portfolio uh, going forward, I want to just remind everyone uh, how we manage generally across uh, all of our portfolios. Much of the consistent outperformance of the AM portfolio stems from a disciplined approach to duration. We do not take duration bets. Uh, 
we managed call risk thoughtfully and we forced diversification through strict issuer limits. Uh, we, we position our portfolios with almost no treasury bonds shorter than four years and instead use very high quality ABS, CMBS, and some corporate bonds. Our treasury allocation has a duration of nine currently, which provides stability during times of distress. We also use long duration taxable munis to stabilize the portfolios. So let's talk about our core portfolio. For the third quarter, AM Core's por core portfolios represented, they, those core portfolios represent all of our portfolios which are benchmarked to the Barclays Ag with total return as a primary objective. Um, in Q3 of 2019, the core returned 2.33%, outperforming the ag by six basis points. Uh, the agency mortgage underweight uh, of about 20% was a key contributor. With uh, half of the proceeds, half of the underweight proceeds invested in a combination of longer treasuries and short ABS securities, and the other half invested in non-agency mortgages. The MBS underweight reduces the call risk of the portfolios and limits duration drift during times of interest rate volatility like we saw this past quarter. <clears throat> Key sector overweights include uh, asset backs, uh, about 10% over, CMBS, intermediate corporates, and taxable municipals, which were a source of positive returns during the quarter and for the year. Uh, year to date, the core portfolio returned 9.36% compared with the ag at 8.52. Uh, during a year of significantly tighter spreads, our current underweight position to treasuries has been a key contributor to outperformance. Our 10% allocation to non-agency residential mortgage-backed securities, RMBS, outperformed the agency RMBS index by 123 basis points year to date. So given the great uh, performance in spread assets this year, we're taking the month of October to slightly reposition the portfolio by one, reducing triple B risk, two, adding to treasuries, and three, optimizing the current MBS portfolio to take advantage of the new lower, lower level of interest rates. So uh, to get uh, a little bit more granular, um, we'll uh, turn it over to Elizabeth to talk about uh, what we're doing within the corporate market. Elizabeth. All right, thanks, Reed. Uh, entering this year, we position portfolios to outperform in a period of positive excess returns, but more volatile spread, uh, generally preferring the intermediate part of the curve, higher quality credits as defined by our analyst team, and then less economically sensitive industries. So we started the year adding higher quality credits when spreads widened, and then as the year progressed, reduced triple B and then more cyclical liquid sectors that had outperformed like communications, banks, and energy. So our CTD is at the lower end of the range, uh, which we define as 120 to 180%. And this compares to times in the past when we've had a CTD of greater than 150%, like in 2013 or 15, uh, which reflected a more positive fundamental outlook or valuation. So, as you would expect, our industrial triple B CTD is lower today, and we're recommending very few low triple B rated credits. And so as such, the core portfolios are underweight this segment of the market. We're expecting volatility to continue, either by spreads or rates. Therefore, we've built the corporate portfolio to participate mostly in the upside, but to outperform in the downside. 
Uh, we change our positioning to the long end, lower quality, and more cyclical sectors when spreads widen materially or our fundamental or cycle-based indicators warranted such change. Thanks, Elizabeth. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear from Scott Edwards and uh, Structured Products. Scott, take it away. Uh, thanks, Reid. Um, as Reid pointed out, we continue to uh, really view the agency mortgage-backed security market as being extremely unattractive. And for that reason, that's why we've continued to maintain a significant underweight relative to the benchmark. And this is something, frankly, we've been running with for, for many, many years. Um, spreads have widened a little bit, um, partially due to the Fed reducing the balance sheet commitment to that sector. So there's a little more TBA flow that has to be absorbed in the marketplace. And as we look to year end, we're seeing that the market's having a little bit of difficulty doing that. So frankly, the outlook for that sector does not appear to us to be terribly attractive. Uh, and I think that really mortgages are going to continue to struggle to be treasuries uh, in the near term and as we look into next year. Uh, to the extent we do have agency mortgage-backed security exposure, it's in specified pools. Uh, those are smaller pools where we feel like we can target specific characteristics that lead to slower prepayments, which in this environment uh, is pretty important. Uh, picking the correct uh, characteristics and, and additionally, making sure you're paying the appropriate amount for that characteristic could lead to yield pickups relative to TBAs of anywhere from on a monthly basis of 10 to 30 basis points of carry. So to the extent we can do that, uh, that'll incrementally add to our performance relative to the benchmark. Uh, where we do have a fairly significant statement in the mortgage market is in the non-agency space um, we think that is very attractively priced relative to the agency space and along with the comfort of the credit um, position of those securities in the underwriting, uh, we think that's one of the better opportunities in the space and continue, that will uh, continue into the new year. Additionally, in structured products, we do have a significant overweight to asset backs uh, as part of our strategy of underweighting the agency mortgage-backed security space and also the commercial mortgage-backed securities. Part of it is controlling the, the callability of the portfolio, as Reed pointed out. Uh, but also we see that as being kind of a stabilizer or even a shock absorber to the extent we do see some more dislocations and sort of a, a, a risk off mode going into year end. Uh, we think that generally speaking, to the extent there is a risk on trade, it may be this time focused more in the corporate bond sector rather than its structure. And therefore, accordingly, we'll see some spread widening in sympathy. But generally speaking, expect to see a lower beta uh, type of movement in the spread sectors in those specific areas. Uh, mostly what we've done, we do acknowledge that we are late cycle. Uh, for that reason, most particularly in the asset backed space, we tend to be up in credit. Generally, the more liquid sectors, equipment, auto, but there are some select investments uh, that we like in double ETCs and uh, rail car and container asset backed securitizations. Okay. All right. Um, if anyone has uh, any questions, please uh, type them in now. We we do have a couple that have come up. Um, I'll just uh, Elizabeth, you want to read your corporate question? Uh, sure. Uh, so the question here is, what are some of the specific industries that your analysts are concerned about currently? Um, the sector that we're most underweight in the core is communications. Uh, we believe the market and the media and cable sectors in particular isn't accurately pricing uh, the business risk there as well as the expected event risk. And then in telecom, uh, we believe spreads are just too tight for the expected issuance 
driven by 5G-related investments, and we expect that to delay rating upgrades uh, that's being priced in by the market. In terms of a recent change, um, our analysts just moved the healthcare distributors to unattractive. Uh, spreads are at their year-to-date types, and there are multiple of unresolved overhangs that should weigh on spreads like the opioid settlements, drug pricing, uh, competition from Amazon, as well as just ESG-related concerns that we have. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, there was uh, one other question. Uh, I'll let Scott okay. uh, deal with this one. All right. Uh, the question was, uh, was, as we mentioned, a significant overweight to the non-agency RMBS sector. Uh, at this stage of the credit cycle, can you elaborate a bit on why you find this sector attractive within the structured products market? So, sure. I, I guess I look at it as a kind of a twofold issue. Uh, number one, let's just look at the underwriting as compared to prior years. I think if anybody's had the misfortune of trying to refinance their mortgage or just even attempting to get a new one, we're back to the old school documentation and the rigorous examination of your financials to obtain a mortgage. So I think that lends quite a bit to the future credit worthiness of the borrower that we're back to um, a very conservative uh, underwriting environment, particularly with uh, qualifying uh, mortgages. The second thing is just uh, I think we have a, a kind of a backward looking loss model. Uh, fortunately for us that the credit agent, the rating agencies are using, uh, where the subordination at the senior level is two to three times what it was uh, prior to the financial crisis. So I think when you look at the, the amount of credit enhancement and the securitizations and the credit quality of the underlying borrower, uh, the not agency space, in my mind, offers some of the best risk-adjusted returns in the marketplace. Okay. All right. Um, before we uh, be, before we sign off today, uh, we we have one page on the webinar, which is uh, uh, this uh, page that we we print out of the Investment Alliance Investworks Investment Investment, uh, and this is the core managers, of which there's uh, over 220. Uh, and uh, where AAM is uh, positioned as far as returns go is the uh, the diamond. The square box is the the Barclays aggregate, and then the quartiles are broken out uh, in those boxes. And the thing I would point you to is the the uh, one year returns. Typically, what you're going to see is the Barclays index will be in the bottom quartile over longer periods. But during periods of distress, because of the high allocation to treasuries in, in the index, uh, that's going to move up uh, and be uh, uh, median or even uh, uh, upper quartile. Uh, and so in the fourth quarter of 2018, there was a lot of distress in the market that caused uh, the ag to outperform uh, the bulk of these managers here. Uh, and uh, this is this is one of those areas where we're most proud and and where we uh, focus on uh, risk adjusted returns. So as spreads tighten, uh, we reduce our risk in the portfolio so that we can take advantage of uh, periods of dislocation by going back down in credit uh, uh, and reversing the trade that we've got on right now. So uh, the one year number, we're clearly in the top quartile. Uh, and that's uh, through appropriate risk mitigation uh, techniques and, and being uh, disciplined in our process. Um, and we really appreciate you joining us, us today. We don't want to 
take your home warning and we're uh, uh, expecting that we'll have these calls on a, on a quarterly basis going forward. So thank you for uh, signing up.